Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Festival of the Lost Info that was announced by Bungie in their TWAB and the trailer. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms that are out there as an audio format, you can always watch the video broadcast live at saynotorage.com. We go live Monday through Friday during the days and have these great discussions in Q&A. If you come to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out. You can also hit the join button and become a paying member. That's how you take part in Q&A and VIP call-ins. So Festival of Loss is obviously a, a you know an annual thing. We all look forward to it and the, you know the tradition of it being kind of spooky I actually think this is one of the more enjoyable events I am a huge fan of the haunted forest and the verdant forest so I am a little biased but I do think they did a really really good job this time around I was going to just walk through some of the ways it's going to work and some of the things they did this time people are upset about not a new weapon but I did think they made some good choices with the weapons that are available because in, in essence one of them will feel a little bit you know quote unquote new so I want to talk about the forest returns that's what I'm going to open with and then I'm going to talk about the armor, the guns, and the stuff. The armor, the guns, and the stuff. And then I'm going to talk about the mods. So let me go over here to their little fancy. They have like a little help article to walk through everything uh, and how it works. So I actually love the Haunted Forest as a mindless grind. Um, I like it more than the EAZ. And I mean, baking the cookies for the dawning was never really that, you know, that, that uh, I didn't find that to be all that exciting. I felt like traveling to the NPCs was really, you know, a bit of a bummer. There's something about going into the Haunted Forest and even the Verdant Forest and just staying in there for as long as I feel like and just getting things to drop. I really, really have always enjoyed that type of content. Now, I know it's not substantive, but I think it's great for a free sort of holiday-themed event. Now, you will need these cipher decoders to unlock the five optional caches at the end. If you get far enough, there's five. I my only concern there is hopefully they're not really stingy with these. If I I don't I don't want to be getting to the end and have a shortage of ciphers. I'm also not really wanting to make sure I always have to boomerang to other content to get five ciphers and then go run it and get the five chests and leave. It's one of those pieces of content I kind of like just looping through constantly. Um, I remember we did this with the Verdant Forest and the Haunted Forest. I would just sit here, talk to chat, and we would just run it over and over and over again. Uh, You can only hold 20. Okay. Well, I mean, it says that, you know, the ciphers themselves, um, they can be acquired via random world drops and activity completions outside of the Haunted Forest. So... I don't know if if they're not dropping in the actual activity itself. I mean, I don't know. I think that that might be a concern. Is I got to stack up? Well, I guess if you can stack, you know, twenty to twenty-five, that's four to five runs. That's not bad. And then you have to take a break. So as long as they're dropping in in, in plentiful amounts, so that I can commonly have twenty to twenty-five, and then go into the haunted forest, I'm good with that. Um, they're bringing back the horror story and the Bray tech uh, with new role potential. Now, if you remember, the horror story was originally a, uh, a static role, and the Bray tech wasn't all that great last year because the role they gave you initially was better than the potential roles that you could get. So the grind for the random roles was like, this is a great idea, but uh, what in the world? The, you know, the roles kind of stink. I remember that was one of the major points of criticism that I made uh, about last year's Festival of the Lost is cool new reskin of a weapon. It looks kind of cool. looks kind of spooky. They kind of change the decal on it 
and and then oh cool random rolls because originally if you go back all the way in time to when they did the horror story that was one of my criticisms back then I said listen horror story is awesome but why not have random roll versions of it that are dropping every time I run and I can constantly stay in there and have chances for different versions that would be really dope and so they took that feedback not just from me but from everybody about the horror story and the next year they did the Braytech but the random rolls were all trash so it's good to see them continuing to kind of say okay let's accept that feedback from the community and kind of iterate on these events and make them better again I know people are kind of upset there's not a new weapon but I think this was a pretty good choice we know year 3 was kind of skeleton crew low bandwidth that's kind of been kind of a theory uh, we've been we've been working on so this kind of makes sense now the armor the guns and the stuff I'm going to go a little bit out of order because I want to leave this page to show you the armor. But I am actually really, really happy that the ghost, you can see here, the Restless Ghost Shell, the Tomb Raider Sparrow, uh, a Tomb Rider, sorry, Tomb Rider, and the Rap Speed uh, ship, those are all from Ava Levante. Those are not in the Eververse. I think that's a really important thing to note. We got three exotic cosmetic items here, vanity items, that are earnable through the NPC as opposed to being in the Eververse. The Eververse, as usual, is all Bright Dust except for one item, and that again is another thing that I think they've done a really good job with. Now, as far as the armor, I was trying to show the armor off here when we first opened up the scene. I think the armor is incredible. People are obviously taking a huge notice of the Hunter helmet. I actually really, really like the Titan stuff. Some people said they felt like the Titan kind of got shortchanged or whatever. I think the Titan looks really, really good. I think they nailed the art style here. Uh, the warlock looking sort of like a vampire is actually pretty cool. Now, that's not my cup of tea. I don't really want to walk around looking like I'm, you know, I'm going to be in the Phantom of the Opera uh, production. But I think they did a pretty cool job with the warlock. I think, I, I think he looks nice. Now, guns with random rolls. Guns with random rolls is, I think, a great hallmark of any of these activities. I'm always, always going to say if Bungie's going to do something like this, if you're going to do an event and there's a nice mindless grind and a nice little content loop, put random rolled weapons in there. I always wanted that for the EAZ. I like the EAZ and going and chasing the chest, but it would have been really, really cool to have one weapon dropping from the boss at the end of the EAZ as a way to say, oh man, there's a gun in there. It could have some pretty cool potential rolls. Let me make sure and try and grab the best one. So I'm always going to bang on that drum. No matter what the event is, Dawning as well. Dawning had that SMG. Give me a little bit more of an intentional way to get it. I mean, baking the cookies and turning them in, that SMG didn't show up as often as I would like it. There's just something really... uh, There's a nice hook when you run something over and over and over and there's a drop at the end and a chance to get a, a, a a pretty dope version. So they're getting the format right and I hope that they really continue to iterate on this format uh, in future seasons. Now, lastly, I want to talk about the mods because this is also something that I would love to see influence other aspects of the game. So these are the mods that you can choose between. Uh, once you've got the masquerade helmet, uh, masquerader's helmet from Ava Levante, you can equip masks as ornaments and apply festival of the lost armor mods. Festival lost armor mods can only be applied to the masquerader's helmet and they're only active in the haunted forest. So that's why I, I really think we should take some inspiration here. So you got higher purpose, significant damage resistance, while airborne significantly increased damage to all enemies um, increases the drop chance of heavy ammo on a kill 
that's typically my favorite one, especially because you can kind of jump above the big, you know, axe swinging knight, and he doesn't hurt you at all. Then there's Vampiric Touch, significantly increased damage to challenging enemies, precision kills trigger health regeneration, increase the job chance of heavy ammo. They all do the heavy ammo thing. Uh, Energetic Assassin, uh, Assassin, precision kills, grant grenade and melee energy, significantly increased damage to terrors, and then again, you get the heavy ammo on kill. I absolutely love this. Now, obviously, my favorite iteration of this for the tonics during the Verdant Forest. I, I went in with the Doomfang Titan, and the Doomfang Titan with the right tonics, you could throw your shield and have an eternal super. It was really, really fun. It was mindless. It was stupid. It was silly, but it was so, so fun. I would love to see more of this type of thing land in the game. One of the ways they could make PvE activities or new seasonal activities more exciting would be to start adding mods like this the mods would be specific to the activity now i don't necessarily think you have to make me wear a particular helmet or piece of armor but imagine if you went into sundial or vex offensive or whatever the new europa seasonal activity was and there were specific mods for that activity that did fun things like this so you would play in a particular way you would change sort of your play style change your loadout and it would make it i think really really enjoyable one of my favorite things to do in the haunted forest is to put on higher purpose as a warlock and just kind of always float in the air same thing with a hunter you're just kind of bouncing in the air and you're virtually unkillable it's really really fun there's nothing specific I don't think about it that I would ever want to take into other content or other endgame environments, but this really, really could, I think, give an activity its own identity. When you go into the Haunted Forest, you remember these. You remember I, bringing up the tonics with the Verdant Forest. I bet you there's a ton of people that are like, I forgot all about that. That really did make it fun. It gives the activity its own defining identity so it's more memorable and more fresh and more fun. Stuff like this, I would really love to see this come to standard PvE playlists and content on a rotator uh, or specific to the content itself to really make things fun it wouldn't be like a curated loadout like they did on the layers but it would change the way you play uh, in a fun and entertaining way and even they could consider doing this in some of the more challenging content again to bring that air of man the enemies in this endgame content nightfall dungeon whatever they're really strong but so am I with the right perk combinations and mod combinations as always we're going to transition to Q&A so if you're listening to this in any of the other locations feel free to stop by sayno2rage.com and watch us live Monday through Friday or pick a join membership or subscribe to the channel. As always, if you're listening to this in any of the other locations the content hits, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Festival of the Lost Info. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, you can always watch live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. You can always hit the subscribe button and the bell button. If you'd like to join as a paying member on YouTube, click the join button, or you can always use the Patreon links below to support me as well. Those comes with benefits in the Discord like call-in sessions or submitting questions like the ones I'm about to read. Clap for You says, Do you think Bungie will ever realize that playing the same festival outline every year after year might spice up the event? Uh, That might spice it up? Oh, you want them to. Oh, they might spice it up. I understand. Change it up. Give us something new to chase. Give us a great reason to want to grind their hard work. Well, when they did the Braytech Werewolf, that was their attempt to do that, right? It was a reiteration of a gun. They put a little cool out, you know, skeleton skin on it. And then the random rolls were all pretty bad. So they're trying to, I think, kind of fix that with giving both random rolls to a gun that was previously a static roll. The horror story was previously static. And then uh, they're adding new potential rolls to the Braytech. 
So I get where you're coming from. I do. And I had somebody say this to me in the chat. They're like, I just don't care. I'm already bored with it. And I'm like, I'm I'm different. So I'm never going to try to convince anybody that, you know, the Haunted Forest is an amazing experience and you should want to play. Because everybody has their own player preferences. But the, what I said to the person earlier was, I can't really get bored or burned out on content I haven't played in literally a year. You know? The way I think of it is, you ever take like a year off from a game or a pretty big long break from a game and you dive back in and it's so fun those early I did that with Diablo with my wife you know, a couple of nights ago just dove back in I was like oh this is so good well it's because we hadn't played in a while and that's how I think about Festival of the Lost and the Haunted Forest like I, I've, I've literally not touched it in 12 months so yeah it's fun let's go in let's do it now I know people are upset because we're not getting any new guns but that's not a giant glaring problem, I don't think, when you can get a cool-looking ghost, a ship, and a sparrow from Ava, by the way, not the Eververse, uh, and then the cool armor sets you can buy if you like them, um, you know, with the Bright Dust. One item is silver only. Hopefully you've been saving your Bright Dust, because it's pretty expensive if you try and buy all the stuff. Uh, you can't make enough during the event to buy everything. You gotta be kind of, you know, pick and choose what's the most important to you. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of how I look at it. You know, Dawning, Festival of the Lost, and Crimson Days, you know, they come around once a year and it's, you know, it's meant to just be kind of like a holiday fun fun thing. Uh, I, I do think they probably they probably would have won a lot of goodwill with people if they would have at least brought back like the horror story and gave it the random roles but like changed its appearance and maybe they're going to. I don't know. Based on the thumbnail, it doesn't look like it's changing. There's like a skull on the side of it. Is that the thumbnail from the game? I mean, we could we could do a comparison right now. I think it's the same thumbnail. Um, you know, in in any case, if if people are if if people are upset about the gun, I mean, I I can kind of see that. You know, they they could have done a brand new gun. They could have like because when they took the Braytech. Uh, you know, auto rifle, and they gave it like the skeleton. They could have done the same thing with the horror story, and that would have been pretty cool. At least it would have cosmetically looked different because it originally was a static role. Um, I think it's the exact same as last year because uh, it wasn't going to happen. I'm assuming when they moved to year three, they had to reuse it. Let's see. We can check it right now. Um, because I got, I remember I got one. I liked, I liked the horror story, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what page it's on. I know it's the same as the Doubt auto rifle. Oh yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, as far as I can tell, the thumbnail is identical. The thumbnail is identical. They put like the the Fessel of the Lost artwork on the side is what it looks like they do. It actually takes shaders pretty cool too because of those markings. Apparently, apparently you can pull it out right now. Here, I'll do it on stream for you guys. Uh, apparently you can pull it out. And for some reason, you can pull out the Braytech. I don't understand why they're letting you pull out the Braytech. I guess because when you originally got it, it was curated and static. Um, and it updates their infusion limitations to 1360. Uh, so that's a, that's a, you know that's a, that's a nice feature. These are 1360, and they'll uh, you know they'll they'll likely be dropping. Uh, they'll likely be dropping like that whenever you get them later on. Now I don't know. Can you gain enhancement cores from these? Because I or not that I need to gain enhancement cores, but like, is that even a possibility? I wonder. Um, 
I, I'm not actually sure if you can, because how many do you spend to get and how many do you get back from, but you know, busting them. Um, they could have done the mummified effect. Yeah, the mummified effect would have been really co- cool to put on here. Yeah, the horror story with the uh, with the with the mummified stuff on there that would have been really really cool. Because I mean, if you look at it, um, you got to look at the, uh, the the ghost ship and the sparrow. They're all default models, and they just slap that on there. You have to test more shaders to make that claim. No, you don't. No, huh? It takes shaders really well, and you just have to put Carminica on there. That's the only one you really need to test. You know, I mean, I'll show you a couple more, but you know, garbage, bad. Looks like your mom painted that in the dark. This is your this is your brother's favorite, and uh, you know, and and nobody likes him, and he has bad breath. This one right here is outdated and looks very very last year. This is like wearing white before Labor Day and after Labor Day. And then there's Carminica. Like, come on, it's literally the best shader. <laughs> It's literally the best shader. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, those are the cotton candy grapes? Okay. Um, Carmenic is the best. In any case, I, I agree with I agree with Avenger. If you actually go and look at all of the mummified stuff, they're, they're default models. They're uh, like that. I, I'm fairly certain that's a Sparrow model that's already in the game. That one there. And I mean, that's literally just a ghost and they drape some wrappings on it. Uh, so yeah, I agree. It'd have been cool. It'd have been cool to see the the mummified effect because there it is on the ship. That's the jump ship that you can get from Zavala. That's also uh, the default ship that we get at the very beginning of Destiny One. Um, so yeah, that, I think that'd have been a cool thing to do to the uh, to the horror story. I, I would have liked to see that. Anbu says. Considering this year's Festival of the Lost is the same as last year's, could it be seen as a blessing in disguise, the bandwidth being spent elsewhere, more important, or a curse that they're being lazy? I mean, this is a bit of a... I mean, it's pretty extreme choices. Um, I've actually never had the cotton candy grapes. These are these are pretty extreme choices. It feels like a false dichotomy. They either shifted the bandwidth elsewhere, and that's a good thing, or Bungie's being lazy. I, I, I don't think the lazy option's even a likely option. Um, I think sometimes efficiency, uh, sometimes efficiency looks like laziness because they're just trying to make sure they can get things done on time. Um, Five dollars from Reaper. Happy Friday, Lono. Don't know hype, don't know train? Oh, we already did one earlier. I don't think you're gonna get the train going again. Thank you, Reaper. Um, so... I, I don't I really don't think they're like yeah let's just be lazy and do something just just do something chintzy I mean obviously somebody had to make these items and these items are not in the Eververse they're in Ava um, you know I mean they could have put them in the Eververse and been like yeah they're bright dust or silver and that'd have been a lot harder for you to get everything isn't that usually how they do it isn't most of the stuff in the Eververse have they ever done three exotic uh, vanity items in the NPC well, aren't they usually in the Eververse. Um, they mummified the original ship because they're going to kill off Destiny 1 intro mission. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, the fact that these things are in the Eververse is a big change for Bungie. I thought so too. I thought it was a pretty big change. The fact that they put all three of those exotic items in, in Ava as opposed to the Eververse. So that's that. I think that's a big win. Um, you know, I would have loved to have seen a new weapon that was wrapped in the mummy stuff, or at least put the mummy stuff on the on the horror on the horror uh, story. So, but I am—it's very very rare for me 
to get overly critical of free events. I was critical of the Braytech Werewolf, but I always have to kind of shrug and say, I mean, it is a free event, so I don't expect them to 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 make it an incredibly subsystem also you know amazing thing um i you know i don't i don't think because it's because it's free they get a pass um but i also think sometimes you just just be like well you know that's just kind of what it's going to be what about guardian games yeah See, I think the reason Guardian Games deserved the criticism that it got is because it wasn't that it wasn't substantive, it was stupidly designed. Like, there's a difference between something not being super, super substantive and being poorly designed. Um, yo, $5 from clap for you says, let's see if we can prove you wrong. Thank you for the $5 tip through Super Chat. Um... If Guardian Games would have lacked substance and been really thin, I would have taken a similar mindset. Yeah, well, it's free. But when it was actually pretty significant, there was a lot to do, and it was very poorly designed, well, that's when I'm going to get critical. Like, what were y'all doing? What were y'all thinking? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a food analogy, and I can't really come up with one. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I have failed you, chat. I mean, it's the difference between going going to you know somebody's house and they have limited resources and limited food you know limited food to bake something or make something and they make something for you and you eat it and you're kind of like okay, that wasn't very substantive. That meal wasn't very substantive. But then you come back and they've got like a six course meal and they have all this stuff and it's very poorly prepared and it's sloppily prepared and you're like, well, come on. You see, that's di- there's a difference between something being poorly and sloppily prepared and not being that substantive. And when I look at Festival of the Lost and some of these others, I'm like, it's just not that substantive. It's not stupidly designed. Guardian Games was a dadgum disaster. It was embarrassing. It was like, we don't want to have one team run away with it. And the exact thing they apparently tried to protect against happened anyway. I mean, it was just, it was bad. Um... Guardian Games is so bad that Lono can't even think of a food analogy. <laughs> That's when you know it was bad. Yeah. It, it, uh... Yeah. This item not being in the Eververse was expected. Remember when Luke said that ships, ghosts, and sparrow theme for activities are not going into the Eververse? Remember Festival? Yeah, but see, when he said that, Jay Golden, I didn't interpret it that way, but you might be right. I interpret it as like if it's attached to like an activity like a raid or something. That's how I interpreted it. Guardian Games exposed Titans as cheats. I got, I mean, I, I got so much hate and heat back then for all that. <laughs> uh, Necro says, putting yourself in character inside the Destiny universe, do you think we should be celebrating anything knowing what's in our backyard? Should we make contact with them and offer candy? Um, I don't know why. I don't, I know we're more lighthearted now in uh, Q&A. And I don't get super scoldy, but I don't want fake joke questions. Um, Alan, thank you so much for clicking the join button. Number seven for the day. Seven new members today. Working our way to double digit new members. $10 from Hex. Love your content, brother. It's become a staple of my morning routine. Thank you very much, Hex, for the 10 spot. So many tips through Super Chat today. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I don't want to lighten up to the extent that Q&A starts to get joke questions, so I'm skipping. 
uh, Animus. Considering the fact that the Festival of the Lost was initially slated for after the Beyond Light release, do you think they had to recycle the Haunted Forest as the new activity isn't available in the world yet? Um, it's possible. It's possible. I, yeah, I wonder if that's why we didn't get a new gun. Maybe they had a gun planned for Festival of the Lost that had stasis on it, and they couldn't do it or something. So they're having to tuck that away for later. I, I don't know. That's a decent theory that there was stuff that they wanted to do or new stuff they wanted to try out, and, the, and they couldn't. Um, you know? Like, when I look at Festival of the Lost, it does feel a little like, it's interesting. All new cosmetics with mummy wrappings and no new gun but just some random roll guns that are already in the game you know what i mean so (laughs) jokes gold i was nice about it i've been very laid back in q a i used to be a lot more micromanagey but i don't want joke questions because i'll get more if i start to take them so i don't that's not what i want to do uh people listen to this as a podcast in other locations and i don't i don't care to have attempts at comedy interjected into it um Obviously, when I'm going back and forth with chat, I have the ability to decide if I'm going to do it or not. Uh, White Mamba coming in and clicking the join button, dude. You know? Eight new members for the day. No new guns. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, they could have had a mummy-wrapped weapon that was going to shoot stasis, and they can't bring it. I actually thought that's what they were going to do. I thought they were going to put a stasis weapon in Fessel of the Lost to get us hyped. Just one stasis weapon. Just to feel, oh, this is so cool, blah, blah, blah. It would have gotten people really, really excited. Now, maybe they'll do that. There's going to be an event lead up to the end of the season. Maybe they'll do that. Maybe stasis weapons start dropping in the game closer to Beyond Light. I don't know. Great work as always. Thank you, Pit Viper, for a $5 tip through Super Chat. Appreciate you. Um... You know, it, it remains it remains to be seen if they have any ideas or plans to do that. I kind of thought they were going to do it with Vessel of the Lost, but again, they couldn't. They they might be in a situation where they can't do anything with Stasis until you get the fresh install. You know, it it, it could require a, a, you know updates to the game itself to have a Stasis weapon. Weak, it can't be that hard to add a new weapon. I mean. If you're right, then they're a terrible company, and I don't think that that's true. If it's that easy to add a new weapon and they just kind of shrug their shoulders at it, then they're a pretty bad company. I think it's easy to look at the structure of what they've been offering, you know, season to season and year to year, and conclude that they're a pretty good developer and a pretty good company. So I don't think that they were like, you know what? (sighs) We could put a new weapon in there, but I want to go home early, you know? New ship, new sparrow, put a bird on it, mummy wrap. Yeah, it's a free event. I mean, that's kind of what they do is they just take stuff that's in the game kind of already. They add some cool cosmetics to it. You know, a little cat costume, little ghost. Remember the ghost with the ghost on it? You know, the little sheet on top. Um, they can't add a door without breaking the game. I don't know about a gun. Right, you have to, you have to consider uh, the fresh install that we're going to get in November is uh, speeding up their pipeline for patches and updates. We're still in the old system. So again, if it was as easy as, as Pi to add a weapon and they just decided not to, I just I can't conceive of any development company being like, Oh, we could add a weapon easy peasy, but I just don't I don't feel like it. I don't I just I don't see that being a thing. Um I don't know. I think you've got to conclude something about the company that, that, that seems out of step with 
with the consistency that they've they've delivered with respect to content and substance over the course of year three, well, and all the years leading up to it as well. Um, I think that they've they've proven themselves to be a pretty you know pretty good company, pretty good developer. Make mistakes, sure, and have made some bad decisions along the way, yes. But I I don't know it knowing knowing how much um knowing how much companies like this want their game to be played and enjoyed it would just be weird to shrug off something like that like nah we're just not going to you know and somebody obviously had to do something because when they added random roles to the to the horror story that had to be tested Remember when they said that they couldn't do the random rolls on the Escalation Protocol weapons? Do you remember? And they said that uh, it was because all that stuff had to be tested and debugged. You know what I mean? Feeling the drought. I'm feeling the drought too, dude. I really am. I really am feeling the drought. And I know people were like wanting a new weapon. So I feel for you. But the fact that they did it with the horror story means somebody had to test that. You know? I said the twelve will be Festival of the Lost and you said... And you and Teddy jumped at me? I didn't jump at you. I th- I knew it was going to be Festival of the Lost. I thought it was going to be Festival of the Lost with a tack on. Little update. Little, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is some information about stuff coming in year four. They didn't do that. That actually kind of surprised me. Um, to just regurgitate the Festival of the Lost stuff, I expected a little bit more. Um, so... Luke did not leave the company and come back. No, it was a promotion. It was a promotion. He was put. He was. He was like. He was like a, one of the directors, and now he's like the franch, the head of the franchise, or whatever his official title is. He was one of the game directors, or something like that. Like him and Noseworthy were basically equals, and now Luke's basically like head honcho, something like that. I'm using you know terms that aren't official, but that's kind of how it was. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, Tim says, events over the last year seem really samey. I remember looking forward to events. Will they change, and what would you change to make events like Festival Lost more exciting? This is where I'm going to take up for the people that wanted a new weapon. I always think having a weapon with random rolls is a great centerpiece, and make it part of the grind, make it part of whatever you're doing. EAZ, Haunted Forest, Verdant Forest, whatever. I think those are great activities for a random roll drop to be consistently dropping. It's enjoyable. But I don't think free events need to be like completely reinvented every 12 months. They're free. They're meant to be like, hey, the tower looks spooky. Gets you in the mood for the holidays with snow, with, you know, with, you know, Halloween decorations or whatever, the, the, you know, uh, Valentine's Day and it's all red. I think that's fine. It makes, it gives you a reason to kind of log in, check things out. If I'm asking Bungie, to change, deepen, or add substance to things, I'm not going to ask for it in free events. I'm going to ask for it in seasonal content, core playlists, loot pools, perk diversity and perk depth. That's where I want a lot of their attention to go. Free activities and free events like this are not meant to be a centerpiece of the game or what we're buying, what we're purchasing, and what the overall season experience is like. It's just meant to be something fun and lighthearted. If you look at it in that way, I think you can start to like get over the fact that it's samey or just like last year or whatever. It's not meant to be um it's not meant to be this massive thing in the game. 
I've always looked at it that way. The tower's gonna look different, we'll have some cool looking stuff we can get, and there might be a gun. I've always looked at it that way, and I've never come away from an an event like that and been disappointed, because I'm just like, tower looks cool, oh, this sparrow's pretty hot, oh, this new gun's kind of fun, got some good rolls on it or whatever. That's why I criticized... I didn't criticize Festival of the Lost last year. I criticized the Braytech role potential. It's like, who did this? These roles are terrible. The, the curated they gave you at the beginning was the best. So why not just do what you did with the horror story and just give me a curated weapon and be done with it? You added random roles needlessly. So that to me was more about criticizing the decision and not criticizing the substance, if that makes sense. How I, I'm couching those in different places. It's like... I don't, I don't view them as being equally criticizable, if that makes sense. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we can approach free events and start being like, she just doesn't have substance. And then it's like, well, it's a free event. But when they make a bad decision or they put bad perk rolls in the game, I'm like, okay, who made that decision? That's not substance. That's just somebody making a bad call. Like, what are you doing? This ship, a ghost, and a sparrow will all be earnable rewards through Ava Levante, not through the Eververse. So, let's check out where Zur is. Go flawless. Here, if we change characters, we'll get the little update about next week. Why does it need to be a free event? Nobody says it needs to be a free event. That's just what they. That's just how they've structured it. He's on IO. Thank you. Festival of the Lost begins. Join the spooky festivities. Earn double the rewards in this week's Nightfall. The ordeal. Engage when supremacy and countdown. Or come back to the crucible. So, um, it does. It's not that it has to be a free event. They have made the decision to have rhythmic free seasonal events. It's just a decision that they've made. They don't have to. It's probably good for the game. That little dumb thing I just read, join the festivities next week for Festival of the Lost, millions of people are going to see that. They get about a million players a day playing this game, even now. It's in like the 900,000s a day, right? Over the course of the weekend, a couple million people are going to see that. And it keeps people playing. It keeps people feeling like there's a reason to log in. There's a reason to boot up the game and go to the tower. And like that's how you keep a user base engaged. You look at it as a hardcore player who has everything and max this and min-max that and blah, blah, blah. And you, you're kind of bored and the, you, you know, you're really feeling the drought. And you look at Festival of the Lost and you're like, eh, it just isn't for me. Yeah, kind of not. It's not, it doesn't, it, it, it is, maybe it isn't designed for you. He has a 64 skull... Uh, a 64 Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, 62 Mask of the Quiet One, a 64 Ophidius Bath. Didn't he just recently sell Ophidius Bath and then a Hard Light? Those are all worth buying, probably. Those are, oh, I got a Starfire again. A 65. He just gave me a 66 with no resilience. And this is a 66 with no intellect. Yeah, that's this one's better. I've been wanting to get a Phoenix from him. I can't get a Phoenix. I got it. Well, no, I got a 63. Somewhere I got a 63. I don't think I got it from him, though. It's not for me, I know, but you want something for me. Two weeks ago, he had Ophidia. Huh. Yeah, like, 
I get it. I get it. He sold a solid Phoenix to everyone. That's probably when I bought it. Yeah, I again, I get it. I understand. You're like, man, it'd be nice to have something worth, you know, worth using. I understand that. I do, or or chasing, I should say. Of all the Aphidia space I've gotten recently, I have one that is a 65 base, and he's selling a 64 base, and then the skull being a 64. Um, I have a 66 skull and a 60 skull. Yeah, there's no reason to buy that. There's no reason to buy that skull. So, Zer's rolls are always so spread across the stats, they're worthless 99% of the time. I mean, not, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. I mean, just because it's spread, I mean, it's still a decent amount. It's a decent chunk. I don't know. You just got a crappy one from the Ingram? That stinks. Um... So, all right, next question from Clickfire. With this being the third year of the Haunted Forest and some complaining we're not getting some new activity, do you think in year five with the Witch Queen, we might get a new activity based on Court of Oryx? I mean, this is throwing a dark in a dark room. I have no idea. I mean, I, have, I genuinely have no clue if they were going to do that. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if the... Uh, if they decide to update the activity, could they do something with Court of Orcs? And did, yeah, sure. I'll be honest. I don't know if they have any incentive to do that. It doesn't drive purchase. It's just a free event to have fun. It's again related to the last question. I think sometimes we approach these events and we approach them in a way that most people are just booting up and thinking it's fun that everything's Halloween themed and they can get some fun looking mummy stuff as a pro- as opposed to being a substantive new event, new grind, new this, new that. I just, I don't think so. I don't think that's the goal of these. I don't think they're going to tell whoever works on these to say, Hey, uh, you need to, we really need a brand new event. We really need to be super substantive and awesome and, and it really needs to bring the heat. I just don't think so. I don't think that's the goal of these events. They're meant They're meant to just bring like the holiday spirit. You know, that's all. That's all they're meant to do. They're not, I don't think they're meant to be, I don't think they're meant to be this, this sort of, like it's not meant to be like a seasonal event 2.0 like it's not meant to be like the da- uh, 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 the sundial or something or vex offensive um, I think that's why they use the haunted forest they got the haunted forest and they got the verdant forest it's just the infinite forest mechanics you know they, they use an existing arena I could see them iterating on the EAZ maybe in the future but I don't see them changing this much no it's been three years. Is it asking too much? Maybe it is asking too much. Maybe the teams that work on that are working on other team on other things. Maybe, maybe in their mind, it's just not worth the bandwidth. Because again, it's not a purchase driver. They're not making money on the event. They're making money on the items, the cosmetics. As a free event, it's not there to to, to generate purchase. You know. You got to hear what I'm saying. I'm not reading your idea and saying it's a bad idea. I'm reading your idea and saying Bungie might not be prioritizing that level of depth for a free event. It's a lot of top spinning. They wind it up and they just let it spin. They're like, yep, here's the event. Here's the dawning. 
right? Here's here's uh, you know here's special lost. So in my mind, that's how they view it. It's just a top spin, you know. I am I'm always in favor of more content and more substance. I'm just trying to tell people like I don't think Bungie puts a lot of priority on it because it probably gets the job done. Think of it this way. How many players do you think dive into Festival of the Lost and they're like, oh dude, I forgot all about this. Yeah, this is pretty fun. They don't give a freaking crap. <laughs> How many players are not playing to the degree that you're playing where they're like, oh, it's the same thing every three years. I would wager to say a lot of the casual, a lot of that daily player base is just going to log in and be like, oh, this is dope. I forgot all about this. You know? That's probably why Bungie doesn't give it a lot of priority. It probably gets good engagement, boosts the numbers a little bit, they make some cheddar on on uh, on the Eververse, and then that's it. You know? Clickfire with another one. With the Ascendant Lens artifact for Festival mentioning the Dreaming City and the Ascendant Plane, do you think there might be a secret mission this season? Since we haven't got a Whisper and Outbreak yet. Didn't they do that with the Verdant Forest? Didn't they do that with an exotic? It was the... Um, it's the primary that is a, is a linear fusion, isn't it? Um, I thought that's what they did. With the Arbalest. It wasn't the Arbalist attached to uh, an event. I thought it was. Um, you had to do something in the Verdant Forest and during that event to get the Arbalist. I thought they could have something like that. That it, I mean, that's possible. That's a possibility. I, if that's the case, then we're gonna have to download an update because it had been data mined. If it's it's not in the game right now, the Arbalist was a spring event. Reverie, revelry. Yeah, it was the revelry. Yeah, with the tonics and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, maybe. Maybe. Arbalist was racketing. Yeah, but it happened during the event, didn't it? It was attached to Verdant Forest Triumphs. I think you needed to do every triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there is a gun, then we're gonna have to download an update on Tuesday. Because if it, if there was a gun attached to it, it'd be in the game right now, and we'd it would be data mined. Uh, Ashen says, other than guns, will we get materials for doing the grind, especially next week? I don't see a reason to grind the forest when the ordeal is gonna be double drops again. Well, ooh, I'm getting a good stretch in. This this event goes for three weeks, so. I could definitely see a lot of the more hardcore players prioritizing the Nightfall first week and then pivoting to Festival of the Lost for the back two. So I don't think that's a big deal. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. You could, you could, you could easily um, do both. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm all. I've, I've had a hard time going to the Nightfalls lately. I think it's going to be. It's going to be Garden World. I think that's a pretty decent gar- uh, Nightfall. I did not like Lake of Shadows as a Nightfall. I was annoyed. It wasn't hard. I was just annoyed. I don't like it. I don't like taking. I don't like the push paddles. Even though it's a fast it's a fast strike. I didn't. Ha- I wasn't enjoying myself. Um, we did Broodhold that one week, and we ran a bunch of Nightfalls in Broodhold, and I like that more. So. Season 2 launches Thursday the 8th for Fall Guys. 
There you go. Thursday the 8th of October. So maybe the 9th we could do another VIP fight night with Fall Guys. Man, it'd be so nice. Season 1 will end as Season 2 begins and we're doing double fame points during this time. Yeah, I might have to play a little bit of Fall Guys maybe to get those, uh, to finish out my little season pass. So. Sparrow League coming back would have been nice. I'm, just, I'm super anti-Sparrow Racing League because it's it's such big areas and it's just not that good. I wish Fall Guys already had crossplay. That's what kills that was that's what kills VIP fight nights is that there's no crossplay. So it's like it's only me playing with people on PC. I could probably install it on my PS4 and see if we get more people to play. I don't know. Let Sparrow Racing League die, please. I listen, it's fun. It's fun. Think of it think of it from this way. Okay. Sparrow Racing League is an overground pool. It's an overground pool. It seems like such a good idea, and it seems like it's going to be awesome, and you're going to love it, but it doesn't have a whole lot of depth, and it isn't worth what it does to your backyard. The work that goes into putting it in, the work that goes into building it, it's an overground pool. It's like, why? Yes, Sparrow Racing League's fun for like an afternoon, but the depth isn't there, and the work that Bungie has to put in to make it, I'm like, no. No. Sparrow Racing League's an overground pool, man. They gotta put so much work into it. The only way I would be okay with Sparrow Racing League, if whatever area they build for the tracks gets gets used in other PvE areas. Because they're humongous areas. It's basically the size of... All of the courses are the size of the Plaguelands. They're all the size of the Plaguelands. So I'd be, that'd be the only way I'd be okay with it, man. Somebody's got to build... They've got to build that whole area. It is fun. It is fun. But I'm telling you, it's an overground pool. It's like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be so cool. You get in, you splash around for a little bit, and then you get out and you're like, why the frick did we put this in our backyard? Like, what? <laughs> all the work and time that went into it, and there's not enough depth. I don't know. I know it's subjective with respect to people thinking it's worth it. That's not what I'm arguing. I liked it. I had fun with it. I really did. I got pretty dadgum good at Sparrow Racing League. It was it was a good time. But man, those areas are enormous. They're so big. Maybe they could build some strikes or some public space areas that 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 allow for it. So it doesn't it doesn't the the, the development and the areas aren't a waste. You know what I mean? To be fair, my kids and in-laws love their above-ground pool. Listen, I'm not throwing shade at people that get above-ground pools, but what I'm saying is it takes up so much space in the backyard, it's a lot of work, it's expensive, and it doesn't bring the depth of like an actual underground full-size pool, if that makes sense. So. You could just bring back the old maps. Okay, well... Luke Smith said to keep asking for Sparrow Racing League. So maybe they use, maybe they do. Maybe they use the DCV to pull it out. Maybe, maybe they, maybe whatever, whatever trick they figured out to bringing back stuff from D1. Because I think they figured out a technological trick that's making that easy. I don't think they just suddenly decided to start rebuilding Vogue and, and Cosmodrome. I think they discovered a way to bring old content forward in an efficient way. I, I do. 
I think they made a technological discovery. If that, in fact, is true, if my premise is true, then sure, they could bring forward the old Sparrow Racing League courses and stuff, and it wouldn't be this massive amount of, uh, you know, bandwidth or whatever. Necro says, if Bungie didn't delay beyond light, would we still have access to the Infinite Forest? Also, which is your favorite character armor set for Festival of the Lost? Um, well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily know if the Infinite Forest going away means that the Verdant Forest and the Haunted Forest are also going away. There are PvP maps that are staying that are on planets that are leaving. So it could be viewed as a separate area. You literally instance into it. Right? So, that's a good theory. Maybe Festival of Lost was supposed to be way cooler this year because we were going to do something different and it was going to be in another area. Or it could be treated like the Crucible maps. And they're like, no, you can leave it. It's literally like seven set pieces that interact with each other at random and then a boss mechanic at the end. Like, let's just use it again. It's not actually on the planet of Mercury. Because they're taking PvP maps and they're keeping them that should, you know, they should be leaving. My favorite set is the Titan set. I think the Titan set looks awesome. How is that for Q&A Hotshot? Well, it's an actual question, Dingbat. I think my nickname for you is better than Hotshot, but, you know. Alright, LL Brood. Uh, good morning, Lono. How do you think the next five TWABs are going are gonna to go? I believe there will be one to two fillers and two Beyond Light TWABs. One of those about Sandbox. I love to talk to you about Bounty Prep. Um, you want to talk to me about Bounty Prep? Why? And why, why they should get rid of it? Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I would think that, you know, the next five TWABs, one of them Sandbox. And that leaves four. Okay. Four, four. One of those is like right before Beyond Light. So that'll be final things, final press push, final trailer push. Hey, if you in case you missed the vid doc or the trailer. So they'll do that final push. And like final final prep about reinstall, etc. All those things. Okay. So that leaves three to be I'm hoping, I'm hoping one of those three touches on leveling artifact bounty changes I'm really hoping one of those three touches on gun system changes and outside of that maybe are you updating the loot pools for the core activities gambit crucible and vanguard so Weapons and sandbox twab, experience bounty twab, beyond light for maybe two twabs. Yeah, th- I, I think I think Wheezy and I are saying very similar things. I, I I think that's it'll it'll land somewhere in those categories and those topics. You know. Avenger says, "Do you think that they learned their lesson from the solstice issue with no earnable sparrow or item for triumphs and decided to make these new earnable t- items tied to triumphs like they did?" with the Dido set in Prophecy. Yeah, I mean, people were pretty ticked about the Sparrows, so I think that was probably, this was probably a really, really good move. Um, I think this was probably a really, really good move to say there's three cool items and they're all from Eva, Eva Levante. Uh, You know, 
Also, with the delay, I think they wanted to just do something that would make fans feel like, hey, cool, they're doing some, it's a goodwill gesture to give us a bunch of Eververse items. Those are Eververse items. I mean, don't don't tell me they're not. That Sparrow, that ship, and that Ghost, those are all Eververse items. They were originally intended to be in the Eververse. My gut tells me the next week's TWAB is going to be a bunch of nothing, but the TWABs from the 15th and beyond will be substantive. I bet you next week is the leveling and the bounties and the artifact. I think all three of those things need to be talked about in a TWAB. And that'll touch on bounty prep because they said they're going to have more information about bounty prep forthcoming. That one, I think was a French French community manager. Yeah. I think next week is going to touch on bounty leveling and the artifact. Like updates. I think the gun update, if there is a gun update in the sandbox, will be like the week after. And then after that, it's going to be full-on marketing, excitement, hype press. Because, like, Fessel the Lost is going to come to a closed. Um, they may have to pay, take, like, some of them, a portion of one, and talk about the season-ending event that will probably be happening as well. Yeah, there was, a, there was a French community manager that said they'll have more information forthcoming about whether or not they should save bounties. Somebody asked him and said, Hey should we be saving bounties and he said we're going to have more information about that so they're gonna they're gonna tell us something that would mean to me that something's happening to the bounties if nothing was happening to the bounties they would be like yeah there's no there's no there's no updates or information coming out about that you're totally free and clear to keep them all so the fact that there is planned on information coming tells me that they're either getting rid of them or something because they're lowering XP payout on bounties. Almost assuredly they're going to because they were such a centerpiece of XP payout. I need a raid release date. Yeah. I think they're going to want to get that bounty information out sooner than later because people are going to be really ticked if they spend the next couple of weeks doing bounty prep and then they find out there was all uh, it was all a waste. So I would think the next TWAB is going to address it. Just so people know, okay, I, I can stop. The reason they're waiting is because I think Gritter had it right earlier. If they would have told you today or last week, nobody would be playing Iron Banner. They're going to wait for Iron Banner to end, and they're going to be like, yeah, there's no reason to bounty save. So they're going to tell us next week, probably, whatever's going on with bounties. What's wrong with bounty prep? If they change the payout, does the that deter bounty prep? It's still it's still a jump start on the artifact and even it I mean I don't know dude you can get so many bounties so many I have a feeling they're going to make bounties only last a season and then wipe after I've always thought that was the absolute easiest solution so when you go grab a gunsmith bounty or a vanguard bounty it literally says season of arrivals gunsmith bounty season of arrivals vanguard bounty and then when it changes seasons guess what those uh, you can't have a season of arrivals bounty in your inventory, inventory anymore because the season's over. You know, it's, it's just clean. It's clean. Get it out of here. Just, it's so much cleaner for us all to start fresh. That's the way I would. Uh, that's the way I would phrase it. So, plenty of great questions today. A slightly shorter Q&A. That's to be expected. We usually go for an hour, but 45 minutes is a solid Q&A. We may or may not do VIP call-ins. I don't know yet. So, if you're listening to this, there may or may not be VIP call-ins after this. If you are listening in the other podcast locations, you can always catch me live at sayno As always, when you listen or watch in other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.